Hello, everybody. I'm Dan Crawford. Welcome back to the Green Pole podcast. And I think we're all on a high. I'll find out from my guests following Fulham's fantastic 3 0 win over Brighton and Hove Albion. It's hello to Freddie Druitt. How are you, Freddie? Good. Oh, he's very good. And in a and in a cheeky mood as ever. Um, I never thought Alan Druitt would be the more sensible one of the two, but he's here. How you doing, Al? Good, thanks, Dan. How are you doing tonight? Yeah, I'm excellent, mate. It's been a very good weekend for all of Fulham's teams. Uh, starting, of course, with the men's first team, who well eased to a comfortable win over Brighton. Although it was a strange game, Al, because Brighton had a lot of the ball. And pushed us back for large periods of the second half. But they had a problem that was afflicting Fulham until a couple of months ago. They couldn't score or didn't really look like scoring. And we scored three. So how did you interpret this game? Is it down to Rodrigo Munez being the... As someone referred to him uh, yesterday, the recent reincarnation of Pele, which is a bit blasphemous, if you ask me, as well as something of an exaggeration, but not too much of one, because he's now scored five goals in five games, and he's a real nuisance up front. He is, and he's scored. He's one of only a handful of players that scored in four consecutive home games um, in the Premier League. I can't remember the other. I, I saw the stat yesterday, and I thought it Sahar, was Sahar uh... Pogrebniak. I'm and pretty one sure other... Dempsey's done it in the Premier League. Yeah, four games in a row. It's just ridiculous. I I I want to know what what's being fed to him at a training ground or what his training regime is because I've not seen uh, an improvement in a player like him since I've been supporting Fulham because he's not just improved one or two levels. He's he's gone up about eight to ten levels. It's as if he's just. A, a totally different play. He's not the moon as we knew pre-Burnley. And it just goes to show what one goal can do to a player's confidence, I suppose. But, yeah, I thought yesterday we were fantastic, well-drilled. We knew we knew what to expect from Brighton. I want to know what these possession stats are based on, because apparently we only had 21% possession. Um, and 29, last week, I think, yeah. Is it 29? 71, uh, I yeah. Yeah, so 29% possession. And last week... Um, apparently Man United had a fair bit of the ball, more of the ball mm. than we did. And you just think, where were these stats coming from? Because every time we, we were going forward, we looked like we were going to score. But I don't think Leno had a meaningful save to make in that first half. Um, and just after the break, we were 2-0 up and Brighton were playing the first 10 minutes as if they were playing the last 10 minutes. Mm. They were just slinging everyone forward and Wilson could have made it free early doors in the second yeah, half. Yeah, we'll get week. into that. There was some generous finishing, mm. I think, to say the least. Freddie, was there ever any point that you felt worried on Saturday afternoon or were you always confident that we were going to win as that game was going on? Even in the second half, like when Alan said, you know, Brighton had more chances. Were you concerned that we were going to concede a goal? Um, Not really, but the only thing that really worried me was when um Ferguson... I think his mm. name is. Yeah, Evan um, Ferguson, on. that's it. Yeah, go on. Yeah, he was. He had two chances, nearly the exact same thing, he missed both. Yeah, the first one where he sort of flicks it, he's going through it. You'd have had a good view of that from your seat, I imagine. 
where he runs through onto a pass from Lallana and he's clean through on goal. And I have to admit, I was preparing myself for it to be 2-1 and he put it wide of the goal. And then there was another one from the right-hand side of the box where I think Leno made a save and eventually the flag went up. Um, now, But whether it was offside, I guess we'll never know. Um, but yeah, he hasn't scored for 17 Premier League games. And I was a little bit disappointed with Brighton in truth. Um, why don't we go through the goals? Um, the first one, we talked about Muniz. I mean, he absolutely monstered both Aaron Webster and Lewis Dunk in the air, as well as on the ground. And he wins two headers in quick succession, one against Webster and then one against a stupid... I'm never going to say his name right. A stupid, yeah. Thank you. Um, want. And it's good having him on the podcast, Alan. He makes us look... Either clever or stupid. Um, we'll go for the latter, probably. I was going to say, in my case, definitely. Um, he gets it to Wilson, and the kid in front of me was calling him Prince Harry, uh, which I hadn't heard before, which is very good. Um, and Prince Harry conjured up a regal finish into the far corner, the like of which he scored in the championship, and he's threatened to score quite a bit, but it was a brilliant goal. Al, in terms of a wonderful way to start, because we'd had a couple of chances, but that was really the first proper sight of goal. And it was all down to Munoz being really brave and putting his head in where it might have hurt. Yeah, Munoz had no right whatsoever to win that first ball. Um, first and foremost, it was a, a nice ball up from Bassey, which then Munoz, I didn't expect him to win it, to be honest. I thought Webster had his, was getting there first, and then he somehow manages to shoulder the ball up. Because even if he wins the header and flicks it on, there's no one behind him. Still got to so, win the other one is the point, yeah. Well, this is it. So he's managed to shoulder it, give him a chance, give himself a chance to get the second ball, which he then goes and wins, falls nicely into Harry Wilson. And, and as soon as Wilson cuts in on that left peg, it was only ever going in one place. Um, it's still a great thing. I mean, I know he's strong on his left side, but it's still a great finish, isn't it? Oh, it is. Oh, without a doubt. But knowing Harry Wilson and knowing how much of a wand of a left foot he's got. As soon as he left his boot, I was up. It was a, a great finish and a great start to the game. Did you think it was in, Freddie? Were you celebrating the goal as it as he as he hit it? Um yeah, for a split second. Yeah. And until it um went in because it because once stuff like that, it's normally like sometimes it goes like wide and hits the person mm. summer. But it actually went in. Yeah. Um, and gladly, Steels is um, really short. So he, he doesn't get that. Oh, I don't think anyone's getting that. It's pretty much right in the corner, isn't it? I mean, yeah, unless, unless it fits. Unless he's yeah. got like a go gadget arm. I guess you don't have that in school these days. But we used to, I mean, I'm going back some now. Anyway, other culture, other modern references are available. What would you, you're a parent. What would you call that like nowadays? Do they have a anyway, let's not go down that route. Um <laughs> and then uh Harry Wilson returns the favour to Mooney's with the kind of cross that all forwards love. Al. Brilliant ball, great bit of play. We should mention Lukic had another really good game, gets it to Harrison Reed. Reedy spreads it as as uh, Frankie would say, out to uh Wilson 
puts it in an area, great header, but some atrocious marking from Brighton. And suddenly 2-0, and you, that was with 21 minutes on the clock. And we were thinking, this Premier League looks pretty easy. It is, but I, I just want to point out, I thought Pereira, again, had a, a good game yesterday. And he actually mm. started off that move for the he second did, yeah. goal. Good um, yeah. And he's been, he's been a scapegoat for a lot of fans this season. And I don't see it myself. It's it's no coincidence now that he's got a settled striker ahead of him that's that knows what he's doing, that's scoring goals. And when Andreas has someone in front of him that knows what he's doing and can trust him, he then seems to excel. Um, saying that, he probably should have scored in the second half, but we'll get we'll on, get to, on that. to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I thought the whole goal from start to finish was was brilliant. It was fluid football. The cross from Wilson is sublime, and again, Moon is probably two months ago, doesn't get in, get himself into that position. But it was very, I don't want to say it, but it was very Mitro-esque, mm-hmm. the way he just throws himself at the ball. As soon as as soon as soon he headers it, you know it's going in. Um, and yeah, it was a great start to the game, go 2-0 up and sort of in cruise control, really, wouldn't we? Yeah, did you like the header and the cross, Freddie? What was your view of it? Good, 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 good. Um... Oh. <laughs> Carry on, mate. No, go on. Um, also with a good cross. Well, gladly, should I say. Um, it's on that side instead of the other side because... And it's not someone like Robinson because he's not the greatest of crosses. Sorry, Dan, if just... you're listening, son. I mean, <laughs> you know, we've had this he's before. He's got a point, though, Dan. Yes, but I mean, let's not try and coat off our players. Go on, Fred. (laughs) But uh, Moon has done most most of it. He got himself in a good position and headed it in. Good header. Powerful header, yeah. It wasn't good. And and like you say, Al, that's the confidence. I've always thought he's had that in the box, even in the championship when he was playing. Scored a few headers. Scored a good goal against Reading, his first goal for Fulham. Scored a great header at Blackburn, I think, in that remarkable he did, yeah. night. I think you were there for that one. Um, That's Freddie's birthday, that was. Oh, well, there you are. You see, I mean, there's a common he, denominator. We won 7-0 and he turned 7 on the same day. Oh, well, you couldn't you couldn't write those scripts. Remarkable. Um, uh, and I just want to say here, like, um, you mentioned Pereira having some some critics, and I've been one of them, in terms of him not hitting the heights of the first season. But we know why that is. You covered it quite succinctly. Wilson, as well, is someone who, you know, people have, certainly this season, people have felt he's flattered to deceive. But when he's in that kind of mood, you can absolutely see why um, Silver wants to play him. Because he can be unplayable, and he could easily have had a couple more goals, were it not for some last-ditch defending in the second half. He does offer us an, a, an option down that right-hand side and with some of his movement as well, Al, that, that we'd be foolish to ignore. Yeah, and he he is... He is I know he had a bad injury, didn't he? Um, which he's overcome. Um, and yeah, he's a very good player to have within the squad, whether he starts or whether he comes off the bench. He always gives 100%. And he seems to have developed a good partnership with Mooney's. Um, and that's probably one to watch towards the end of the season, those two combining quite a lot. 
And then we have the luxury of if Wilson's not firing or he's having an off game, we have the likes of Adama Traore to, to come off the bench and make things happen himself. So we're in a very good position at the minute. Yeah, and it was a curious game because in the second half, Brighton started the second half quite strongly. And then you referenced it in a couple of your comments just now. Um, <laughs> we seem to have a competition to see who could miss the most straightforward one-on-one. Uh, Harry's gone through and he's clearly not as strong on his right side, but he'll feel like he should have done better. And then Andreas was getting a... Um, a coating from people around me in the that one do you remember the one I'm talking about where he goes through he takes an awful long time and then he still manipulates it into a good position and there was a square ball I didn't notice at the time Al but there was a square ball for somebody was it Wilson um, in the, in, in the middle Munez maybe I think um, maybe Munez I could be wrong yeah and he didn't play it um, but you put it wide, but the, the the importance of Pereira is as much in what he does off the ball, the running, the link-up play, those flicks and passes, leading the press, you know, just being alive. Um, as I say, Fulham players are quite good at missing very simple chances. Um, so he's in good company, you know? <laughs> he is. Um, but, yeah, I... It... I just want Andreas to have a good end to the season. I think the call-up for Brazil is is deserved. Um, and hopefully he has a, a nice conversation with Andre when he's in, on international duty to, to join us in the summer. Well, maybe Munes might have the opportunity to test out some of his excellent English uh, now. Um, well, listen, another... well, Go on. They've called up Richarlison, in not they, Brazil? But he's injured. He ain't going to be so, playing. So... Well, this is it. So why not? Give him a call up, and it'd be it'd be warranted if Munez gets a call up for for the Brazil yeah, national and, team, uh, and not just on language grounds. Clearly, um, we should. I should, by the way, we did give uh, Mr. Bruce of TikTok Villa shout out last time, um, and it's a lovely interview, and that that he's done a couple of interviews he's done with Rodrigo. Lovely interview after the game where you can see the. It's great to see. Muna is really thriving on the pitch, but also he seems to have that. Like I compare him to like Gus Uhlenbeek or um, someone who the fans really want to do well, and it seems to really mean a lot to him. Um, and well done to Jeffrey for uh, for ensuring that Munez feels confident enough to to speak in English because it's it's not easy and it's taken him a little while. But you can see why the crowd's taking him to their to their to their heart, can't you, Al? Well, this is, I think, as a Fulham fan, we just, we expect everyone to give 100%. We we don't care if you're the most talented, the least talented footballer in the world. We just expect 100%. And if, if you give that, you're going to be well-loved by the fan base. And I think Muniz is a prime example of that. Even when he wasn't performing to, to the levels he is now, he was still getting the support, the love, because you could tell he was giving 100% and he wanted to succeed. He wanted to achieve something. And now he's yeah. getting those those rewards. Um, yeah, he's one of the most hottest properties in 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 England right now, and we're going to struggle to keep hold of him in the summer if he carries on doing what he's doing. Well, we should uh, <laughs> we we should urge people to vote for Munez for Premier League Player of the Month. It's still open. 
So get your vote, get your eighty-five votes in. Freddie, have you voted for him yet? Don't have a phone. Don't have a phone. Well, uh, I've, I've, well, you can use a computer. I mean, I'm sure. Like, if I'll vote, <laughs> I'll vote for him for you. All right. That's what we'll do. Yeah. Thanks. Okay, mate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Alan, why haven't you done it for us? Bad parenting, that. Um, I, I have. I've done it a number of times. I just forgot to tell him. Oh dear. Well, you not. It's like you forget the start time of this podcast. Honestly. No. I... He's obviously too busy doing his homework before he can come on and do the podcast. Oh, very good, very good answer, very See? good answer. Well, good well, re- well recovered, <laughs> almost, almost Calvin Bassey in the way that you read that situation and dealt with it. <laughs> Absolutely superb, uh, much like uh, Cal yesterday. Funnily enough, I just wanted to talk about how. Now, while we're talking about things I've got wrong, um, could be a lengthy segment, but. Let's talk about the fact that you both uh, wanted to keep the same team, and Lukic and Harrison Ray did the job well. They did, and they were absolutely brilliant again. The whole team again, from Leno up to Muniz, were fantastic for the second game in a row. Um, and it's quite astonishing, really, throughout the first half of the season. You look at Willie and you look at Paulinia, and you'd worry where we'd be without them in the squad. But actually, we've taken six points off two teams that aren't <laughs> no pushovers, Man United and Brighton. And if you'd have offered anyone six points before those two games, you wouldn't find a Fulham fan in the world that would deny it. Oh, 100%. Um, yeah. And it's nice. We, we, we're starting to get a recognition. Uh, I but just, it's still I, prefaced with, I don't know, sorry to interrupt you, it's still prefaced with Man United played badly. Brighton are concentrating on Europe. I mean, I'm glad you segued into that. Freddie, were you, did you think, were you surprised at how poor Brighton were? Was it that Brighton were poor or that we played well? What, what, I mean, did you expect more from Brighton? Um, I think it was a bit of both. Mm. I think the first half, <clears throat> in the first half, Brighton, they, they were just rubbish. And then, we had lots of chances. We only scored two. Could have been more, as always. But going to second half, then they like they're the same people, but just a bit better. And then they get lots of chances, but they can't score any. And then near the end, the Damachari one on one goal, and he scores. Yeah, and that's a lovely little segue into what I wanted to mention to to both of you. So just to finish off this section, firstly, Bobby Dekodoverine on for a couple of minutes, 200 appearances for Fulham. What a man. What a pass, by the way, as well, with the outside of his foot. Al through to Adama Traore. And he went for placement this time, not for power, because he normally hits the goalkeeper on the nose. And he found the found the found the corner for a lovely moment. His first Fulham goal in front of the Hampshire then rounded off a lovely afternoon, didn't it? I was more worried about the fact if he was going for power, he would have hit you in the stand. Well, possible, um, yeah. I mean, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> no, but Bobby Reed, he's a, he's been a great servant to the club. I've not always been his um, biggest fan. I'm going to be honest, and especially That's in the championship, you're an idiot, but... clearly. Well, yeah. clearly. Um, but in the Premier League, he's he's a totally different player. Uh, he's definitely a Premier League player and not a Championship player. Um, he made a goal himself. He wins. He intercepts the ball on the halfway line. Mm. Plays a delightful 
ball to Traore. And not for one minute did I think he'd miss. And again, it just gives you that something different to add to what we've already got going on. That you can be 2-0 up and then bring on someone like Traore in the last stage of the game to either shore it up. Um, or if you're looking for a goal like last week, he's got that pace, he's got that strength, he's got the trickery to make things happen. Um, and for the first time in a, probably this season, I'm actually really excited to see how we can end this season. Because there's only really one or two games you look at and you go, oh, I'm not sure. The rest are all not winnable, but they're there to be won if we want to win it. Um, and, you know, the, the, we're certainly looking up rather than down. So that was going to be my question. You're doing 35 points from 27 games. Um, we're right behind uh, the squatters from Wallam Green. They've got 36 from 26, but they're not in great form. Uh, Saturday's opponents are Wolves they're on 38 and 27 then it's Brighton on 39 Newcastle on 40 West Ham are on 42 and we've got to play with the exception of our of the uh, Wallam Green Wasters we've got to play all of them <laughs> um, so oh, uh, and obviously with the exception of Brighton who, who we've just beaten um, so, so it's up for grabs and we are definitely looking up. How high can we go, Al? Uh, well, I think Freddie should answer that first. We've been speaking a lot about Europe over the weekend, so I'll let him... Oh, really? Oh, right. Have you got your passport, yeah. Freddie? Are you ready? Um, nearly, yeah. Yeah, good boy. <laughs> How high do you think we can go, mate? Um, I think, if I can be really honest, I think we're going to lose... Against a rubbish team, uh, we're going to finish eighth from like, like one Sheffield point. United and yeah, and, maybe, and Luton, that. maybe. You know, last day of the season, not a lot on it. But you still think we're going to finish eighth? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's pretty... I mean, I, I would say we're, we're doing very well at home. It's just the away form. If you could sort, if you could sort get a couple of away wins... It'll take us, you know, we can certainly look at the top half, Al. It's we the can, first of and... many. Oh, sorry, go on, Freddie. What were you saying, mate? It's the first of many. There's much okay. more to come. Yeah, I like that. The, as in, the, your, the win at Manchester United, your first away league win. Yeah, feels like <laughs> either you're a really good luck charm now or you shouldn't <laughs> go to any away games ever again because you've taken <laughs> so long to see a win. I mean, I don't know, Al. Uh, anyway, what do we? No, I, uh, what do we, What do you think? I I, th- I mentioned it on the uh, the Brighton preview the other night. Europe is on. It's seven oh, really? points. A hundred percent. Why not? It's like it's seven points. We've got to play West Ham away. We've we have got to play a better goal difference than West Ham now as well. well this is it. Um, goal difference is what minus three and minus three the away to minus four. Yeah, the away games. To be fair to Freddie, he's he's gone to. The not so nice games to the first half of the season. <laughs> We've had to visit the Emirates. Tough, it, tough baptism of fire for the boy. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Well, this is it. So now we've got to go to places like Molyneux. We have to go to London Stadium. We have to go to Bramall Lane, the City Ground. There's winnable away games there. Um, and as you said, our home form is is pretty good anyway. So I think apart from probably Liverpool, Man City, at home. 
there's no reason why we can't go into any game now thinking we can win this. Um, so, yeah, we have to be looking up. Seven points, three games. Um, whether we get there or not, I don't know. But we're going to give it a good damn try, I, I believe there. And also, there's an opportunity to put the club in the, you know, showcase what Marco Silva is doing for any potential new signings, as you referenced um, earlier on. Right, I need the two of you to give me your views on Man of the Match, because we haven't done that for, for a while. Um, quite a few contenders for this one. Wilson, uh, well, the whole team, I think. So I won't prompt you. Freddie, who are you giving Man of the Match to? Nunes. I think he was just superb. Yeah, I can't disagree with you. Al, what are you saying? Uh, as, he, as he said, Moon is, you could pick one of 11. Um, I'll go for someone different. I'll probably go for, for Tossin. Okay. I thought he was, a, he was a rock at the back again. And honestly, Tossin, if you're listening to this, just sign the contract. Yeah, man. It's, it's so important that we get him signed up because him and Bassey have something good going on. Yeah, um, why would you want to ruin a good thing, Tossin? Come on, man. Well, this is it. And the thing is, that back five, now, I wasn't a fan of Tete being dropped. Um, but another one, Castagna's been brilliant for us this season. Um, and we have a settled squad now. Um, Bassi's been a revelation. Um, I, I was watching something yesterday and speaking to a lot of people at the ground. Mm-hmm. And Bassi seems to be that natural progression from Reem. He's just more physical and quicker, isn't he? Yeah, yeah he's, he's a younger model. He's already... He looks like a Premier League centre-back. Um, and if Tosin can sign the contracts, we'll have a back five there for next season. And as long as you have a strong foundation, build from that, there's no reason why we can't have another good season next season. So, Tosin, just sign a bloody contract with <laughs> Yeah, well, um, uh, maybe, I should, maybe we should clip that and send it to his agent. Because he did give an interview. I'm not sure if... Uh, People have seen it before the Manchester United game. He gave an interview to Henry Winter in the Times, and he's talking about possibly playing Champions League football and getting in the England setup. And so I know, you know, it was close to joining. It was Monaco and Tottenham in the summer. You yeah, know, the, 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 we've seen this movie before with people who move on, and they don't necessarily. He's playing regularly for Fulham in the Premier League. Is yeah. he going to be a regular starter either in the Premier League for one of the top four teams? I don't, I don't know. I, he's got the ability to go to that level, but he's not See, the thing is, as much football. So, go on, mate. You, you've mentioned the England call-up. Now, there's no reason why. Now, Pereira's been called up for Brazil, playing for Fulham. There's no reason why he can't carry on doing what he's doing under Marco Silva. And getting that England call up because let's be honest, England centre backs aren't. We're not crying. Well, we're crying up for centre backs. Maguire, you know, he, he gets a lot of critics in an England shirt, but once he's out of the picture, you've only really got Gahey, Stones, who's not really a traditional centre back anymore. That's one area of the pitch where England do lack certain qualities, and Tossins will get there. If he carries on playing, and well, he has to, yeah, why, yeah. Why not? Is it, do that at Fulham? Yeah, I, I just, I, I do wonder about who's whispering in his ear 
because a smart move would be to sign the contract and then, you know, we, they could put a clause in there. Someone stumps up 50 million for tossing, 60 million for tossing. Thank you very and much. And who's to say we can't get Champions League football next year? Well, I mean, <laughs> why, we can dream as that legendary two-fifth cartoon strip once said. I mean, why are you low-balling at that? Let's go and win the Premier League. Come on. Have some ambition. Okay, that's a bit too far, Dan. Well, all right, mate. I mean, you know, I'm Sorry, on a high. But... I'm on a high. No need to bring <laughs> me down like that. Don't crush my dreams. This is my safe. This is my safe space for. You know, for Freddie, for can we win the Premier League? Putting out my don't 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 co-opt your son into your uh, <laughs> into your negativity. Come on now, the sky's the limit. We've got Marco Silver. He's a genius. I know, but Dan, if Freddie said to me, Daddy, we're going to win the Premier League, if I tell him to turn FIFA up. Yeah, but I don't play that. I look at it and, you know, why not? Let's 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 live a little. If you'd have said to me three years, four, three and a half years ago, when we were coming down under that bloke who occasionally pops up on the television, that we'd be in the first, we'd win the championship by miles, then we'd finish 10th, and we'd be 12th, and we'd have got rid of the Serbian number nine that you mentioned. Um, I'd have asked for a, you know, asked what he was smoking. So, you know, it's not beyond that. And Leicester did it from a ridiculous position. So Villa are uh, doing it. Well, close enough. I mean... They're, yeah, they're, they're fighting the Champions League, and let's be honest, they don't have the the greatest squad in the world. They have a very good squad. I've got but... a very good manager, and I think... What happens mm. is you, you you earn the right to be in that conversation, but the the the, the catch twenty two situation for Fulham is we've always been a selling club and we'd need to hold on to our best players um, in order to 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 put that together. And we shouldn't run before we can walk. Let's uh, let's get into Europe first. Dust off those pop. What was that uh, Tom Kearney song that someone put on put on YouTube? You've had the best of me, so now dust off your passports. Let's go and win the Conference League. You know, that sounded pretty good to me, Tom Kearney. I like that. You know, um, we were talking about the passports earlier. Make sure you've got yours in date. And I need uh, to renew mine, Dan. Well, I was going to say, mate, come on, get a move, get a move on. Um, <laughs> we've, uh, we might have some trips to make. And that's the interesting thing, you know, writing singing about going off to Italy and going to Rome. Well, you know, we've done that. And I'm very luck. jealous, though. Well, absolutely. Good luck to them. But it does yeah. rather whet your appetite. If we can get this consistency going, I don't want to be too big for our boots because we've always been realistic about what Fulham can achieve. But credit Silver, he's delivering on those dreams. Um, and we it is nice to be sitting here looking up the table and thinking maybe we can catch them. Rather than, you know, we're on 30, what, what did I say? We're on 35, you know. Do you remember how how far 38 points used to feel? Like, you're never going to get there, even in two seasons at times. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, let's just uh, round off, because I did mention it was a great weekend um, for Fulham and the Fulham uh, side so and no word of a lie was it a great weekend so on Friday night Fulham's under 21s beat uh, Reading 7-1 um, which was extraordinary Adrian Pagazzetti 
with a hat trick uh, at on Saturday lunchtime. Norwich under 18s were beaten five nil um, at Motspur Park. Uh, a couple of goals there for Aaron Lapala by, and this afternoon, Fulham's women triumphed over Haven and Waterlooville three nil uh, at Motspur Park um, to get her into the next round of the midweek. Counties Cup, um, which is a good win for 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 Steve Jay's team, and we mentioned, and I think Ella, Ella Taglivini, I couldn't quite hear her um, at half time from the from the Hammersmith end. Ella Taglivini was on the pitch um, promoting next week's game um, against Salt Dean United as Fulham pushed for promotion from the London and Southeast. Regional Premier Division, uh, they're second in the table at the moment, and uh, Salt Dean are up next. So get along to Motspur Park if you can next Sunday. Uh, we're hoping to be back to preview Wolves, and there are still some tickets left, limited tickets, I think, for the trip to Molyneux. I assume you got Alan and Freddie. You're, you're going to be heading up on the on the coach, is it, to Molyneux next weekend? We are, yes. We're doing them all now, Dan. Doing them all. Um, we love Freddie's to see told it. me we have to do them all, so therefore we do them all. <laughs> it's a, it's going to be a, a costly lifetime of experiences for you, Freddie. I was just talking financially, but maybe mentally as well. What a what a <laughs> what a what a family you are, and massive thanks to to the two of you for for joining me tonight, and also to everyone who. I was swamped by people yesterday saying how good it was to have the podcast back. And you couldn't have paid all those people to say it, Al. So some of them, at least, must have meant it. Um, Thanks very much to Alan and Freddie. And we'll be back to to preview Wolves and then to have a look back on all the action um, from, from Molyneux next weekend. Until then, enjoy your week and come on, you whites.